Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Road Coach Podcast, the show where I share what I've learned from years of living on the road through research and experimentation, so that if you're like me and you spend a lot of time away from home, whether for business or pleasure, uh, you can not only survive, but thrive, even when you are out of your element. And on today's episode, I just wanted to share uh, basically what my road regimen is when it comes to supplementation and nutrition uh, and just give you a kind of picture of what I do when I'm on the road to try and keep things on track and how I prepare ahead of time to make sure that uh, I am getting the most out of my nutrition and supplementation while I'm traveling while also trying to keep the amount of stuff that I have to pack um, to a minimum if I possibly can. Um, so we'll start off here with supplements. This is what I pack in sort of capsule form, and I just pack basically a Ziploc bag uh, for the, the entire trip, um, and I count it out before I go. I make sure I've got enough of everything for each day, um, and I just shove it in my toiletry bag. So it looks like, you know, sometimes I got a hundred different pills with me. I'm sure it's made some Air Force security heads turn, uh, but I've never had anything taken from me, and, uh, and this is, I find, is the easiest way um, to get everything I need when I'm not at home. And uh, I've experimented with different methods of this, but I find the more I can take via capsule form, the better off uh, I am in terms of making sure that I actually follow through and take all of these things. So um, first up, my supplements in uh, capsule form in the morning. I always take a turmeric, and if I can get it with ginger in it, um, even better. Um, you've probably read or heard about turmeric and ginger shots and how good they are for you. Um, you can get them in capsule form as well, and that's something that I take every day. There's no side effect downside to taking any of this stuff, um, and I find it helps with a lot of different things. So specifically turmeric and ginger um, helps with inflammation, with oxidative stress, and it's an immune booster as well. Um, so oftentimes when we're traveling, we're changing time zones, our sleep might be affected, um, we're not getting as much rest as we need, we're working very hard. Um, and so anything that can help with our immune system and getting rid of oxidative stress and inflammation in the body, especially if we're doing a lot of fitness while we're away as well, running, lifting weights and things like that, all of this, anything anti-inflammatory and natural um, will help uh, prevent us from getting injured and prevent us from getting sick if possible. So that's the first one. Um, next one is fish oil. I take a fish oil every single day. Fish oil, again, is great for inflammation, um, and it's great for brain function and mental clarity. Your brain feeds off of fat, and EPA and DHA are two of the most important ones um, that we don't get from anything but nutrition. Now, do you need to take a fish oil supplement necessarily? That's going to be your call at the end of the day. Um, but if you're not eating, you know, a pound or more of salmon every single week, um, and if you're not eating fish, you know, like at least every other day, um, then you're probably not getting enough omega-3s um, in the form of um, EPA and DHA. So I take a fish oil supplement just because I find it easier. I can forget about it. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to end up with on a menu at a restaurant, especially when I'm away from home. Um, and the specific one that I take right now is just the GNC branded um, from the stores. They're triple strength fish oil. Um, I also take a zinc and copper supplement every single day. I think it's really important that if you're going to take zinc as a supplement that um, you make sure there's copper in it as well because zinc and copper levels feed off of each other. And uh, if you take too much zinc, your copper levels can suffer. 
um, and vice versa. So if you're going to take zinc, try and get a supplement that has copper in it as well. I personally take uh, something called Sinner Zinc. It's, excuse me, it's made by ATP Labs. Um, it's a really good formulation. I love the company ATP Labs. I think they do a really good job with all of their supplements. Um, and so that's my go-to. Some of these other generic things, you know, like fish oil, turmeric, if they've got enough um, dosage in them um, and the right amounts of different substances in them, I don't particularly care about a brand. Um, but zinc is one that I stick to the same brand just because I know how well it's made. Um, zinc, obviously really good for immune function. I'm sure you've heard uh, people say take zinc lozenges or zinc candies if you're sick um, or to prevent yourself from getting sick. It's really good for immune function. Um, but it's also really important for your connective tissue, um, which is really important when you're trying to repair after workouts. Um, and it's really good for your metabolization, um, uh, for metabolization of carbohydrates, um, of fats, of proteins. Um, it's used in all of those functions, much like magnesium, which we'll get to as well. Uh, so having enough zinc in your diet is very important and, and often we're deficient in it. Also, for the boys, anytime you... Uh, engage in something with the ladies, um, you lose a lot of zinc out of that as well. So replenishing it becomes important as well. Um, I think for every, I'd have to double check this, but I think for every ejaculation, you lose about three milligrams of zinc. So if you're lucky and you're doing that every day, you got to find a way to get it back. Uh, so that's uh, part of the reason to take zinc as well. Um, NMN is a relatively new um, new molecule on the market. Um, and so you, you may have trouble finding this, but this is something I've been taking for a while now. I'd say probably about six months at least, uh, maybe even more. Um, but this is a precursor to NAD. Um, so it's the molecule that turns into NAD in your blood. And NAD is widely considered the youth molecule. It's what keeps your mitochondria and your cells functioning at high efficiency and producing the most amount of energy they can. Um, and a lot of the age-related degenerative things um, that happen to us, like our, our skin getting wrinkly and losing hair and losing color in our hair and um, our eye degeneration, a lot of it is related to decreased levels of NAD in our blood and in our cells as we age. Um, and so taking a little bit extra of this substance NMN helps keep your NAD levels up. So there's a lot of sort of, um, you know, um, let's call it age-related scientists um, that swear by this stuff. And so I've already started taking it recently as well. Um, there are no side effects. There's no downside to taking it. Um, so I've added it to my regimen as well. Not that I've noticed anything necessarily different, um, but the science is beginning to show that it's worthwhile taking. So I put that in my VIX as well. Um, and then a, a good multivitamin. Uh, I think a good multivitamin is good for everybody to have. Uh, I most of the time have gone with progressive uh, multi-active formula for men. Um, it's a good vitamin. Um, it's well-made, well-researched, and it's got a good level of a bunch of different nutrients in it. Um, but recently, I also sw I switched to the Allmax, um, which is a big brand in creatine and whey protein. Uh, if you're big into the gym, you probably know the brand Allmax. They've got a good vitamin for men as well called Vitaform, um, and it's got some extra things in it that a traditional... Uh, multivitamin wouldn't have in it um, if you're uh, if you're active um, and you work out a lot. So those are kind of my morning go-tos. Um, and then for nighttime, magnesium for sure before bed, I take 500 milligrams of magnesium oxide. There are different formulations of magnesium. 
Uh, magnesium oxide is the hardest one for your body to absorb. So out of that 500 milligrams, I might only get like actually, let's say 120 or so milligrams of magnesium absorbed into my, um, into my system. Um, but magnesium oxide is also super cheap. So if you're going to go into any of the better, more absorbable magnesium formulations, like a glycinate or something like that, just keep in mind as you're shopping, yes, you need less of it, but it's also a lot more expensive to get those formulations. So I found that the cheapest just magnesium oxide in a high dose um, is the most cost-effective way to do this because as you start to try and figure out your optimal nutrition levels and supplementation and every single thing that your body needs, it can get pretty expensive pretty quick. So anywhere that you can go generic and save money, I would highly recommend it. And magnesium is one of those things where I've, I just buy whatever, whatever's on the shelf, magnesium oxide, the cheapest, um, if I can get enough of it, you know, for my dollar. Um, and then I also take ashwagandha with black pepper, ashwagandha. I did another episode on ashwagandha. So go back and check that out. Um, from the uh, from the past podcasts, ashwagandha is a super herb. It does so much for your body, for cardiovascular health, um, for your stress levels, for um, your general sense of calm and well being, um, for your mental health, um, cognitive decline. Ashwagandha is an amazing, amazing herb, um, and it is just an herb. Um, so a lot of formulations will have it with black pepper, um, which just help improve its effects, um, and both of those help with sleep, magnesium and ashwagandha. So. I take those right before bed and that's my last thing um last thing that i put in my body right before i go to sleep it just helps me sleep better um and has a lot of um uh, amazing benefits as well magnesium as well i should mention um a lot of people today have magnesium deficiencies um, and magnesium is involved in like over a thousand processes within the body so when it comes to metabolizing things, when it comes to actually um, having reactions between your cells, your neurons firing, all of these little things within your body require magnesium. And if you are magnesium deficient, um, that's often when you feel like you're not performing at your best. You are clumsy or clunky or you're not thinking clearly. Magnesium can be a real, um, a real boost to all of those just general processes and um, recovering faster from working out and things like that. Um, all of these little reactions require magnesium. So I think it's important that everybody supplement with magnesium if they have the ability to. So that's kind of my go-to regimen for supplementation. And like I said, that's easy. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different supplements per day. Um, some of them are two pills. So anywhere, let's say between seven and I don't know, 11 or so pills total per day. Um, if you're gone for a week, you can easily pack that in a Ziploc bag throw it in with your toothbrush um, and you're off to the races and you're making sure that you're supplementing with a bunch of things that you may or may not be able to get through your nutrition, especially when you're away from home because you're eating at restaurants, essentially. Now, one thing that I don't have yet in my um, daily regimen, but I'm going to add very soon, I talked about this on Friday's episode, is what's called Tonga Ali and, uh, or Long Jack. Uh, I'm going to be taking uh, probably a 400 milligram supplement. A lot of the studies that I went through um, last time, uh, state anywhere between like 300 to 600 milligrams. The average that I saw was about 400 milligram to get a good effect. Uh, but essentially Tonga Ali has a, again, a bunch of different benefits. It's an herb, um, much like ashwagandha in the sense that it, it has widespread benefits beyond just what I want to take it for. But the big reason that I'm going to start taking it, 
um, is because it's a natural way to increase your testosterone levels. So as men get older, their testosterone levels decline within their body, um, and it gets hard to get that back. Um, you can eat a lot of cholesterol to help turn that into, um, to, to um, help um, create more testosterone in your body. A lot of men nowadays look into testosterone replacement therapy, um, but Tonga Ali seems to be a fairly natural way to boost your testosterone without having to get into any you know, medical prescriptions or anything like that. So I will be trying that out very soon and add it to my regimen, and I will report back on how it makes me feel and perform. So that's the supplement side of things. Then the nutrition side of things. It is, as we all know, very, very difficult to eat well on the road. Um, and so oftentimes you're dealing with carb-heavy, protein-poor, nutrient-poor, greasy, fried food. Even if you get, you know, salads at restaurants, oftentimes they have poorly made dressings on them. They've got a lot of carbs in them in some way, form, or fashion. There's always, you know, <coughs> excuse me, like, you know, there'll be a ton of croutons or there'll be some sort of, you know, chip or crunchy thing in these salads. And um, the dressings aren't necessary. They could be prepackaged dressings made with seed oils. Um, so even what you think might be the best thing on the menu still might not be overly nutritious. Um, and we can talk a little bit more about nutrition in, in a different episode and how I go about tracking my nutrition and, um, and trying to figure out what the best things are to eat on the road. But when you're working and you're not at home, you know, eating out is a staple and spending the time to find the right food is often extremely difficult and time consuming and it's just not possible. So what I do is I prepackage my first meal of the day for every single trip. And essentially what I do is I pack a Ziploc bag for every single day with my shake powders in them. And then I get my wet supplies whenever I get wherever I am. So I just take a shaker cup with me, um, like a blender blender bottle that fits a liter of fluid in it. And then I have a prepackaged bag for every single day with the exact same contents in it. And that becomes my first meal of the day. I tend to uh, intermittent fast. I don't usually eat anything until let's say 11 to 12-ish in the day. I don't eat breakfast. Um, I just find that mentally I'm more alert in the morning um, and intermittent fasting has a number of other benefits besides um, just not eating as much, essentially. Um, so this shake tends to be like my either very late breakfast or early lunch, and then I'll eat something smaller in the afternoon but protein-rich, and then I'll just have a big dinner when I'm on the road. Um, again, tends to be protein-rich. So with the shake, what do I put in it? Number one, source of protein. So whey protein is a very cheap way to get um, uh, to get a good amount of protein for very small amount of calories. Um, and it's a complete protein as well. Whey comes from milk, um, but if you're lactose intolerant, you can still eat it because it is the protein content. Um, casein is another type of protein that's slower acting, um, but whey is kind of the cheapest, easiest, most calorie reduced way to get your protein <laughs> way no pun intended um to get your protein quickly if i go with a whey protein though i always make sure i mix it with a greens supplement of some sort because i'm trying to get this first meal to be highly nutritionally dense with a lot of nutrients but also get a ton of protein for a low amount of calories because it's hard to get enough protein on the road um so if i'm doing a whey protein i'll usually do with ag1 athletic greens um it's a really, really good um, green supplement, um, and it tastes good as well. And they've been doing research for, you know, I don't know how long the company's been around, 
well over a decade though, maybe 20 years, 15, 20 years. Um, and they've really perfected the formula for a single green supplement to get everything that you need. So that's typically what I'll go with. And they, you can buy actually individual packets that have like a single um, serving for the day in a packet. So you don't have to worry about measuring things out. Uh, but anyways, I will scoop, you know, a scoop of greens and a scoop of whey into a Ziploc bag as the start for my protein. What I more often than not go with though, um, it's a little bit more expensive, but if you can afford it, there is a company called Whole Earth and Sea Protein and Greens. Um, and this is a company that manufactures their product in British Columbia, Canada. Um, it's pea protein as opposed to whey protein. For those of you who do not think pea protein is a complete protein, um, go back to another episode on uh, that I did on my sort of perfect meal um, where I go through different protein types and what is considered a complete protein and not. Pea protein is very, very marginally with one amino acid, um, not a complete protein, but it is very close. And whey protein is actually marginally almost not a complete protein as well with a different amino acid. And so um, they are very similar in profile and you're getting the same benefits out of them. So if pea protein is stopping you, don't let it do some research. Um, the nice thing about this supplement is that uh, everything is fermented inside the mixture. So if, you, if you're one to get bloated or gassy from taking a greens supplement, um, this won't do that to you. Um, it's a little bit more chalky than a whey protein. Like whey proteins are pretty smooth these days. Um, so you might get it. It's a little grittier than what you may be used to, but they still have some good flavors. They've got a tropical punch, a chocolate and a vanilla, I think. Um, I do the chocolate one. Um, but it's it's not only a full protein supplement, I think it's 21 grams of protein and it's also a full green supplement for the day. So it's got your wheatgrass and your alfalfa and your dandelion and everything. And then it's also got a mushroom blend in it. So it's got reishi, uh, shiitake, lion's mane, um, chaga, and there's one other, I think there's five mushrooms in it. But anyways, so it's kind of like in one scoop, it's 140 calories, 21 grams of protein, full green supplement, full mushroom supplement. It's a really, really good one to get, um, but it is a little on the pricey side. So you're looking at probably around $3 a day for that if you go down that road. So I'm going to do one of the two, a whey plus greens or just my protein and greens supplement. And nine times out of 10, it's the protein and greens, but sometimes they're hard to find. So I have to switch to a regular whey, uh, regular whey protein for, you know, a couple weeks when people are stocked out of this stuff. Um, so feel free to look that one up, whole earth and see it is called. Um, and then I throw creatine in that package as well. So a scoop of creatine monohydrate. Um, if you're not into doing shakes, but you want to make sure you get your creatine, you can get your creatine in pill form as well. Um, but I just use the powder cause I'm already making these shakes. So I'll throw a scoop or two of creatine monohydrate in there. I believe creatine is something that everyone in the world should be supplementing with. It is impossible to saturate your muscular system with creatine solely by eating food. Um, you can do, you can Google some calculators online. It is next to impossible and creatine does nothing but good things for you. Highly, highly recommend it. So that goes in there. Collagen, I put in a couple scoops of collagen um, to the tune of about 10 grams of protein worth of collagen. Collagen is really good for skin and connective tissue. It's a little bit debatable about whether or not it has any real benefit when you take it orally. Um, and a lot of people will say that it doesn't count towards your protein goals for the day because um, it's hard to say whether or not it's absorbed very well. Um, I don't take that consistently 
um, all the time, but I added it to my regimen just this, these past six months or so, because I had major jaw surgery. Um, and I think anything that can help with recovery with connective tissue and nerve damage and things like that is worth taking. It's not expensive to get collagen powder. Um, so if it's doing nothing fine, um, but it might be doing something to help me recover. Um, and I had, you know, when you have double jaw surgery, it's a major, major surgery. And I've still six months later got tingling in my bottom lip don't have full feeling and nerve regeneration back. So I put that in there to help with that. But if there was one thing I was going to take out, if I had nothing to sort of recover from, collagen would be something that I wouldn't necessarily put in my shake all the time. Um, and then I put in some vitamin D3 and K2 drops to the tune of about a thousand units of vitamin D. Um, vitamin D obviously is very important for overall mood and a lot of processes within the body. Um, especially as we get into the Canadian winter that we're in now, lack of sunlight is, is, you know, people get seasonally affective disorder, people get depression in the winter, we don't get access to as much light. But when we wake up and go to work, it's still dark. When we get out of work, it's still dark, it's dark again. Um, and so we just don't get that vitamin D production if you're in the northern, uh, well, if you're far away from the equator on either side. Um, and vitamin D3 is very important for the absorption of calcium as well. And the older you get, the more brittle your bones get, it's important to get enough calcium. Um, and make sure that the calcium you are intaking, your body can actually absorb and use. Um, so a couple of drops of that in the powder um, in each Ziploc bag doesn't count as liquid because it's just mixed into the powder. Um, at airport security, they, they wouldn't ever consider that as a liquid. Um, and then I also put half a teaspoon of potassium chloride in my shake mixes as well. When I'm at home, I'll actually mix it in with my water in the morning when I'm taking my vitamins. This one... This one is tough for people to start doing, um, and I can appreciate that. I did another episode on potassium, um, so go back and check that out. Um, just search potassium in the feed and you'll find it. Um, I would argue that probably 90 to 95% of the population is deficient in potassium. And potassium, uh, most people know that salt or sodium um, regulates your water retention. It actually... Salt will regulate the water retention in between your cells and um, in your fluids within your body. But potassium is the salt that regulates the moisture inside the cells and keeps your cells um, uh, or maintains the amount of water inside the cells that is required. So potassium is just as important as sodium when it comes to an electrolyte for hydration. And we are chronically um, deficient in potassium. So you can buy bags of potassium chloride. They're cheap. You can get them on Amazon. They'll last you months and months and months. But potassium chloride is not like table salt. It is a salt, but it doesn't taste like salt. It is very bitter. So it takes some getting used to. Um, you may not like it at first. Um, half a teaspoon gives you 2,500 milligrams of potassium. And the recommended daily intake of potassium is about 4,700 for an adult male. Um, I challenge you to get 4,700 milligrams of potassium in any possible way by eating, and I think you'll come up short. So I'd throw that in there, um, take it for what it's worth. And then with these shake mixes, um, all I need then is liquid. So when I get to wherever I'm going, the first stop I make is to the grocery store, and I grab skim milk, which is high protein, low fat, low calorie, and eggs. And I just put a cup of milk, the powder mix, and three raw eggs. Shake it up, down it raw like Rocky. If you do that and follow that the way it is, then essentially your first meal of the day is going to get you anywhere from 50 to 70 grams of protein with 500 calories. And it's got basically all the nutrients you need for 
for the day. So it keeps you full. It gives you, you know, a third or so of the protein that you need for the entire day with a low calorie content, and it's easy to carry around, easy to travel with. So for what it's worth, there's my nutrition regimen for the road. I hope some of this helps you out. As always, feel free to reach out on Instagram at the Road Coach Podcast. Um, comment on the YouTube videos at the Road Coach Podcast. Or if you're listening to this on your favorite podcasting app, please share with your friends if you find this valuable. It helps us continue to do this show. So thanks a lot. That's it for now. And until next time, I hope you're not only surviving, but thriving, even when you're out of your element.